listening to a One Pint Stand, a Minnesota craft beer podcast that tells the stories of craft beer in Minnesota and beyond. So kick back, relax, and grab a cold one. The show starts now. Hello, my name is Dan Bobian, and I write produce and host a one pint stand i'm ecstatic that you're listening this podcast has been a passion project of mine since 2016 this episode is another venture into the world of spirits no i'm not talking about anything that charles dickens wrote about in a christmas carol i'm talking about gin this spirit is commonly associated with the gin and tonic hence the name and it's quite popular However, I'd be lying if I thought that I felt like I had an understanding of this spirit or any baseline knowledge to share with you. So, I brought in the expert. That's right. L. Rhodes, my esteemed spirit Sherpa, is going to be guiding me through a bunch of gins that we tasted at Luna and the Bear in Minneapolis. Now, Luna and the Bear is a sensational playground for your palate as they offer more than 37 different types of gin. They also do a special thing where they have gins paired with jams, called gin and jams. And it's a wonderful kind of a sensory delight uh, that you can have, and there's a bunch of different permutations of flavors, and we'll get into all of that on the show. Their general manager, Alberto, and Chris, their mixologist, welcomed welcomed us in and gave us the five-star treatment. So whether you're new to gin or you drink more of it than Camilla Parker Bowles, you are in for a treat. So let's head out to Luna and the Bear and talk about gin. Cheers. Okay, welcome to another on-location episode of A One Pint Stand. This is a cocktail edition of a one pint stand. And we are here at Luna and the bear on Nicolet and 26th in Minneapolis. And I'm so happy to be joined by L Rhodes. Uh, kind of my, I'm, I, what what do I like the sage of all things spirit? Is that a good nickname for you? (laughs) A spirit sage, you know, I need a life coach, a spirit sage, the guide, the guide to uh, all Sherpa. things, <laughs> the, 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 the cocktail Sherpa, there you go. the spirit Sherpa. I like that. I like good alliteration. <laughs> um, and if today, yes, well, yeah, if you're, if you're sober, everything's alliteration. Spirit Sherpa. Sherpa, Sherpa. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about gin today. Yay. Gin is one of those, uh, one of those things that I think I associate with summer, uh, but also one of those things that I don't think I really understand and so i think it's a good thank goodness you're here to (laughs) enlighten me (laughs) and 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 our listeners about this uh clear uh spirit yeah sometimes sometimes clear okay and that that that, well that's one of the questions i'll ask because i know that uh as we as we go deeper down the gin rabbit hole (laughs) um but one of the one of the things about this place is I didn't I didn't know much about it, mm. and you suggested it. Did yeah. you know that it was such a mecca for gin? I didn't. When, when you asked me where should we hold this thing, I was like, well, we need a place that has a lot of different gins, and that's hard to find. Uh, and honestly, when I did some research, I think this is the only place that really touted to have an extensive gin menu. Yeah. 
And, and it is rather extensive. He said he has what, like 37 I think, or 40 yeah, bottles? 37 bottles of gin. Yeah. Which different gins. I think the only other person who might have that is like the. Uh, R.I.P. the Queen of England. I know that she enjoyed a gin and tonic. <laughs> R.I.P. the yeah, Queen of England. When she's walking her corgis. <laughs> right. Uh, so That's a personal stash, so exactly, I'm sure she wasn't sharing. Exactly. And when I arrived, uh, the general manager, Alberto, uh, set us up in this really swanky, yeah. kind of a, must Very be loungy, like a side comfortable. bar. Yeah. Uh, looks like, you know, a great place to host a holiday party. It I'm would sure be. that you can talk to the folks at the Luna Sometime and the Bear. an intimate gathering. Or? Yeah. Yeah. Or just have your knitting club, if that's where, you know, they've got a nice... Oh, yeah. Like, you could you Yeah, could get a with bunch the nice people. leather sofas and yeah. Asian rug, Turkish rug, I think this is. Yeah, it's it's all very beautiful, very classy. I feel I like... like the uh, wall color. I should have not been wearing just my regular Wednesday soft pants. <laughs> I should have, <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe starched we're my both jeans wearing or something. Soft pants. You know? Hey, it's the winter. It's soft pants season. Soft pants season. Soft pants season. Is all season. That's, that's <laughs> what, that's what I say. Okay, so yeah. um, we're here at Luna and the Bear. Yeah. And then the the master mixologist, mm-hmm. Chris. Chris uh, kind of talked to talk to us about what they have here. Yeah. And we are looking at five different. Well, actually, technically, technically six, six. Mm-hmm. six different samples of gin, and so we're kind of going. We're going to work our <laughs> Which way. Which is funny because we said three. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then here we are and with six. Here we again. are six, and <laughs> you know that's just how it goes. Yeah, but you know, gin is one of those things you kind of just start a conversation because, yeah. as Chris was saying, as I've said before, gin is a category that's grown so much. Yeah. And so much of it is so different that there's just a variety in flavor. Yeah. And where you're getting it from, so. I mean, I'm not surprised that we wound up with six. I'm frankly kind of surprised we didn't wind up with more. I'm I'm overjoyed yes. that we have six. Yeah. And I think, so let's, I want to kind of start off with what was your first encounter with gin? Ooh. And was it positive or negative? My very first encounter with gin would have been something which I think the majority of the American world uh, thinks of as gin. Very piney. Yeah. Uh, I was young, for sure, in age and in drinking. And it was like swallowing a pine tree, and I did not enjoy it. So that was a negative experience. (laughs) Um, You know, everybody was like, it's summer, gin and tonics. Um, I dated and then married somebody who loved a gin and tonic. Mm. Um, And he actually, like, put a little spin on it and called it, what was it? Like a beef funk, it was gin and tonic with a splash of grenadine. Ooh, I guess Interesting. <laughs> if you're into that. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, he was a Bombay guy, so okay. I didn't. I did. He would have it. I was like, yeah, it's there. I don't like it. It's tangy. I also don't. I specifically though, it didn't help me at all because I don't like quinine. So tonic. Uh, was probably not the best way for me to be introduced to something so extremely herbaceous anyway. Um, and probably would have benefited from a gin and soda as opposed to a gin and tonic. Mm. Personally, I don't enjoy quinine. But yeah, I did not I did not like it. And that's what I thought, as most of the populace does, that that's what gin is. It's very piney. It's Christmas tree and chewing on pine needles kind of th- experience. Yeah. I think my... First experience was similar. It was a gin and tonic, probably Tanqueray. Mm-hmm. I think 
I like the bottle. It's very mm-hmm. eye-catching. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the green with the with the white label and the little red thing on mm-hmm. there. I think it reminds me of Christmas, it the does. red, green, and white, mm-hmm. which is ironic because most people drink them in the summertime, but mm-hmm. I was a kind, of, a kind of a weirdo. Um, I'll drink Shock. a gin and, <laughs> gin and tonic. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> if you've read my LinkedIn profile. Um, you know, the, I, I, I'll drink a gin and tonic around Christmas time because mm-hmm. I love that smell like sprucey like christmas needles part. i think it's very familiar yeah but when i first learned that not all gins had to taste piney mm-hmm. because that type of gin that flavor profile i think is really polarizing people mm-hmm. either love it or hate it there's mm-hmm. no in between very true and as we were talking to chris chris was explaining that there's you can have uh, every gin for whatever botanical you have around mm-hmm. and i think that's how we got to Six, yeah, six gins six on the table. Situations, and I think I, I, I was curious to to learn that, and mm-hmm. I think this will be really helpful for people, um, because when I think of gin, I automatically associate it with England, like a like mm-hmm. a London dry gin, and yep. and in my early kind of ex- exploration days of cocktails, I thought uh, Bombay Sapphire was as good as it could get. Mm-hmm. And boy, was I wrong because because as Chris at the was time pointing, well, you were right, wrong, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and th- that's what I hope you know out of this uh, spirit liquor series that we're that we've been doing, and I ho- hope we'll continue to do mm-hmm. that. People will learn kind of a lot and maybe uh, shatter some of those uh, misconceptions about w- what they think a spirit is, and w- maybe uh, shed some light on what a spirit can be. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know what options you have, yeah, and you're not right. limited by you know preconceived notions and all those things. Well, and I think it's pretty fascinating that this place has not only such a variety of gins, but one of the things that they do with gins is on their menu they do a gin and jam mm-hmm. pairing. Yeah, I thought that was really fun. Uh, I didn't. I don't know anything about gin and jam, as I kind of explained to Chris. Well, we're going like, to find are out. Doing this? I know. I'm excited. So. And. You know, I know that they're working on their menu and how that lays out, but right now you're seeing like five different gins on this menu and then, what is this, uh, five, six, seven different options of jams. Yeah. And it says, pick any gin, pick any jam, 25 possible magic combinations, Yeah. which is fun. That's, I've not seen that. He said that was something he saw in Florida. Is that what he said? Yeah, Florida and then like the northern part of, what did he say, North Carolina? Like on something the... Something like that, the southeastern sh- part of the country. Yeah, yeah. Which... Doesn't surprise me, but like a gin, something like of a fizz and some jam yeah. stirred around. And I was like, oh, sort of similar to a bramble, which would okay. be a blackberry, like jam or fruit component with okay. gin. Um, and that's actually one of the best ways, a slight segue, mm-hmm. as that I found in my career of being able to present gin to people. Yeah. One, in a cocktail that they may not they won't prejudge it. You can right. say like, here's a bramble. Don't say the gin part. They'll yeah. love it. Absolutely love it. Not even thinking like, oh, I don't like gin or whatever because they see the fruit, they see the like the presentation and it presents a little bit sweeter generally. Um, so it kind of convinces or tricks people into enjoying a cocktail and then learning what it is. It's like when your mom put zucchini in the bread and you're like, oh, I like this bread. She's I like, called it Nunini bread. Nunini? Zucchini was very hard for me to say. <laughs> Nunini. She's it's kind of like that. Yeah, you know. Um, Nunini bramble. Is, I, I'm, just, I'm just assuming, but I'm guessing most people consume gin in cocktails. Do people sip gin? Is that something yeah. that's... 
pretty I think, common. Okay. Uh, more now. Yeah. Uh, as the gin um, options have changed. Okay. Um, I think a good number of these that we're sitting in front of or in front of us, I would easily sip on. Yeah. Um, and the more botanical forward or more like other flavor or adjunct kind of flavors I okay. think are present, the more those things are able to be enjoyed simply and on their own. Now, when you're tasting gin, um, I, I was going to say like you're focusing on taste, obviously, mm-hmm. aroma, mm-hmm. feel. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was going to skip over appearance, but... Why? I, uh, well, and the, this, is, this is why I'm glad you're here. <laughs> My spirit sherpa rescued me from, a, from falling in the, the pit of ignorance <sighs> and thinking that all gins look the same. Talk to me about how gins could vary in appearance. Yeah. So you, and the reason like, we had said that is because you said clear. And I was like, well, it's not always clear. Um, depending on what you've done with it, there are pink gins. Uh, which could be a result of either salts or rose petals or hibiscus or other, you know, adjuncts and things. Um, And there are different things that can wind up having your gin be colorful. There are blue gins, there are purple gins, there are pink gins. I've seen like a sandy tone gin. I'm trying to think. This um, black gin that we have is technically not clear. I think because of the lighting, you couldn't tell that at first, but yeah. it definitely has some like grayer brown quality to it mm-hmm. in color, especially compared to the other ones that we're looking at. So yeah, depending on what you're doing with it, similarly to beer or similarly to almost anything, like what you put in it will produce what you get out of it. And then yeah. also filtration. Um, like there's been a conversation, I know, uh, in the community of whether or not there should be filtering of gin because the more you filter it, the more of those like great flavor qualities come out. Also, obviously, impurities, but then um, you could have a cloudy gin and still have it be a really great tasting gin, but the, you know, the conception of a cloudy gin isn't probably ready for shelves yet. Yeah. People aren't ready for a I remember when they started uh, clouding up my IPAs and people nearly lost their <laughs> lost shit. Lost so. their minds. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> what is happening? What, the first time I ordered a, a hazy IPA, uh-huh. I thought... I'm this like, isn't right. What happened? <laughs> How often do you clean your lines? Right? Like, is this a Hefeweizen? They're like, no, that's the IPA. But like, technically, okay. hazy started by basically messing up an IPA, right? And well, that, that's, that's the, the legend that right. the alchemist, that's why they say drink it out of a can. Uh-huh. Not because they want to save glassware. Right. It's because they're like, well, we kind of screwed this up. This right. is not going to be very <laughs> it's good. Ugly. Don't this do is not that. going to be very Instagrammable. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, Tropicana, it's Tropicana, yeah. Tropicana. Like we're so, intentionally making juice. Yeah. It's fine. So, you know, you, you'll, you can have some, some variation in color mm-hmm. of the gins. I think most of these look pretty clear. Yeah, we can um, go through them as we pick them up and kind of like remember our wine class that we had with John and Chioki. We can yes. evaluate color and clarity and all those things. Yeah. Will gins, for the most part, is the mouthfeel kind of the same? Or will there be... Generally, there are some that are a little bit more oily. So okay. you'll get like a, a thicker, heavier mouthfeel, more of like a smooth, buttery texture. Okay. Um, in general, though, I would say they're pretty similar. Okay. There shouldn't be that much variation. And then, obviously, in the aroma, you're, you're, you're trying to pick out 
whatever the aromatics that were used. Mm-hmm. Botanicals. In the, and, and the botanical botanicals. bill. Yep. Yeah. Okay. What's the most common? I know like, so something that you said earlier, which I, <laughs> which I did not know, again, uh-huh. Spirit Sherpa to the rescue, <laughs> was that to be considered a gin. Uh-huh. That has to be a component of juniper. Okay. Um, and there are different types of juniper. Um, and like Chris was saying, like, oh, it doesn't have any juniper. I'm like, well, then it's not gin. And he's like, well, it doesn't. I'm like, it has to have some. It has to have a waft of it. It has to have a little bit of it. You have to breathe juniper okay. and, and bless the juniper over the spirit in order for it to be gin. Um, but it doesn't have to be heavy in gin. And that okay. will obviously affect so much, but also another factor that affects it is how the gin is made. So there's pot stills, there's column stills. You can vapor uh, infuse or you can macerate, and the two things are, will produce a wildly different um, flavor profile. Okay. Um, like vapors, as you think about most things, you're just catching like an essence of flavor. Yeah. Um, when you instead like sit something in a pot to steep and boil and sit in there, you're going to get a lot more of those botanical presence forward. So that'll produce a different situation. Also, um, the mouthfeel can change because of that because you're probably picking up more of the oils and everything in that um, when you you know soak it in a pot. Okay. And and let it sit into the kettle to ferment. When you say a gin is filtered, what does that mean? Um, so when you've gone to a distillery and you see the columns okay. and, um, like you see the different windows, the different yeah. spots, those little circular things. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. that's like a different level of filtration. So, you know, depending on how many filters you put in, will determine how many times that's being that the vapor or the liquid or whatever it is that you're doing through there okay. will be filtered. Okay. All oh, that makes sense. So you're yeah. not literally pouring it through like a very fine mesh filter. Fine mesh filter. Not it's generally. It's like going up kind of? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. See, we're dropping some major <laughs> knowledge here. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, what about taste? Um, what, when, when I guess earlier in the episode that we recorded at Moscow on the Hill, mm-hmm. when we were tasting the vodkas. Thank you, um, Moscow on the Hill. Yes, thank you, Moscow on the Hill. The I was really nervous because I was worried that, you know, I, I, I would be brought back to the, the plastic jug of Kharkov days Ooh. when I'd be like, you know, take a sip and all of a sudden it's like a belt sander on my tongue and it'd be really harsh. Now, we, we, we like did a little tasting of these gins at the bar. None of them were at all aggressive or burny. They didn't taste anything. like rubbing alcohol. Didn't taste like rubbing right. alcohol. And so that was kind of a... Pleasant surprise. A, a very pleasant <laughs> surprise. And that's Hopefully. why I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm glad we said three, but they gave us six, so that's fine. Um, what should the... the should, va- or excuse me, should gin burn? Or is it like... Ooh, okay. Is it, are there, is it like bourbon where there's like different proofs? And there like, is that. Okay. But also, it's, it's kind of the similar thing to like, what's your preference, right? Like sure. there are the rye whiskey drinkers who want the aggressive high rye. Uh, they want a bite. They want a little burn. They want a higher proof yeah. kind of thing. But there are also people who love like a bourbon and want just smooth and tasting the barrel. And it's, you know, not going to burn as much. Yeah. Um, same thing with tequila drinkers or vodka drinkers or anybody. Like... Me being, you know, a gin drinker, I do enjoy gin now. 
Um, my first gin that I actually fell in love with was Denord's Prominence Gin. Ah. Um, because I was like, wait, this is gin and I don't hate it. This is, yeah. this is amazing. Um, which at the time was Fitzgerald. Um, but, you know, very botanical forward, not heavy on the pine needles. It didn't taste like chewing a tree. I was like, wait, this has changed my entire focus of what gin is capable of. Yeah. And, you know, that's how I presented it to everybody else as well. And they're like, oh, I didn't think I liked gin or I hate gin. I'm not going to try it. And then I'd let them smell it. And I'd be like, okay, I'll taste it. And they, I, it wasn't even a second thought. Like once I make sure that you smell it, I knew you were going to taste it because the, the botanical forwardness of that was just begging to be drank. Yeah. Um, but there are still people that prefer a Navy strength or a London dry. They prefer that pininess. Mm-hmm. So in that same vein of like, should it be, should it burn or should it be super piney or should this is just based on your preference. Yeah. Yeah. Where, so obviously like this is, we're here at the Luna and the bear and they mm-hmm. have a fantastic selection of gins mm-hmm. behind the bar. Um, are there, when you go into a liquor store, is that something that you are likely to find is kind of a, a nicer variety of different things? Or is it going to be kind of what I would... Maybe mainstream is not the right term. I mean, that's but a good term. Um, you know, macro distillery sort yeah, of situation. Yeah. Um, depending on where you go, mm-hmm. like everything else, like are you going to find a good selection of craft beer? Are you going to find a good selection of spirit or whatever? Um, like France 44, South Lindale, uh, Certix, uh, Elevated, all of those places are going to have a good selection. Okay. Um, because... Not only because craft spirits has increased, but also just the the category, kind of like agave has, you know, grown so much. Gin has also grown so much. So depending on where you go, you should be able to find, you know, good selection of almost everything that we have here at Luna and the Bear, too. Yeah. Um, Like, I know that I can walk into France 44 and spend a good amount of time in that gin section. Okay. Um, Same with South Lindale. And all those places that I mentioned and a couple others. Um, and it, generally at those places, they'll have people who will be able to speak to what it is that you're looking for. When you say, like, I'm looking for a gin, but I don't like pine needles. Or yeah. I want something that's very citrus for it. I want something that's um, going to present something unique uh, that I haven't had before. Like the gunpowders, like he was saying. Or like, um, like I was telling you about those ones that are uh, made with, like, different salts from around the world sort mm-hmm. of situation. So those will present different flavors. And kind of like we have, we have here, this different flight of gins. Like, each one of these is very unique and different. So to be able to go into a place and, and have that selection would be yeah. really helpful. What should one be um, expecting to spend? Like, let's say... Um, so one of, the, one of the ones that we've got is the... Is it St. George? Mm-hmm. St. George um, Terroir. And so that one, it, you you were pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, I'm actually excited about everything yeah, that I got. Yeah, <laughs> Pretty much. So, um, like, if somebody is 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 looking to to kind of move beyond the 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 mainstream the bottom piney juniper forward gins, what should they be expected to spend? Well, I would say you should be looking to spend. At the bottom end for a more unique style of gin, very yeah. bottom, uh, like low to mid 30s. Okay, and that's then, not bad. Yeah, like um, I think you can get, like St. George says, you can get it for 27. 
for a 750, okay. which isn't bad, actually. Oh, it's interesting. Really good. All right. But obviously wow. from a big box liquor store. Sure. You know, one of those. As some of the, as, <laughs> one as of those. I was recording a podcast uh, and they they would not name the place, but they're like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the you know what Empire. I'm talking about. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. But yeah. for instance, the Schwarzwald, um, that will be, depending on where you get it, it could be anywhere from 40 something to 80 something. Okay. Um, and then... There's probably some others. Like, I'm, I guarantee you that black gin that we have uh, is probably in the mid-60s to 70s. Okay. So to, so it's not, like, I mean, obviously it's a little more, but I kind of, I mean, if you're, if you're buying craft beer, if you're buying craft spirits, mm-hmm. you understand the concept of you right. get what you pay for. Yeah. And so I would... But you'll also be able to find something in the... In the range, yeah. wherever you are. Yeah, and so you you can stock your home bar with a variety of things mm-hmm. and not break the bank, which right. is which I think is nice because right. um, I'm always looking and, and just trying to. Sometimes I think like, well, I'd never be able to really have a great home bar because all these. I just assume if they taste amazing, mm-hmm. they've got to be really expensive. Yeah, they don't have to be. Yeah. They don't have to be. And I think a good part of building a really great bar is having one your base spirits, but also having like a good couple of bitters and a good Amari selection and a couple of liqueurs because then allows you to play with it yeah. and to do unique things as opposed to just like, I know somebody who told me like, oh, I just go with the base spirit and that's all I was doing with that as opposed to like you can make a whole cocktail yeah. out of, you know, some ice and these three components that you've got sitting in your cabinet. Well, and then you won't be like me walking into Earl Giles and not understanding any of the words on the menu. You'll be like, what? Okay. (laughs) I know. I know this. I have a, I have a reference point. So uh, which one should we start with? Well, okay. So I'm going to pull up our picture again because we have, as we said, six gins in front of us. One of them is a mainstream um, that we're going to leave till the very end. And then the rest of them are unique, and I would say you hadn't tried any one of them, right? No, no. Okay. I, the only one I had tried was the the, the regular. The regular one. The, are we going to name names on these? Um, I mean, we, I get, think we should. We should. Yeah, yeah, so should. this is at the, the the regular one that we'll try eventually is Tanqueray, yes. which I'm sure As a comparison. many are very familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of maybe that, you know, the, the gateway gin or the gin you, you tried for the first time. I would right. say it's probably even a step above maybe the first gin you've tried. I think honestly, like maybe the first gin I tried was like a Phillips. Phillips or a Seagram's. Oh, Seagram's. Yeah. You know, like, which, yeah, which it might be. I don't know. Trying, I don't even know. I feel like my first gin was probably a Bombay or something like that. Yeah. It was very, you know. you're classy like that. <laughs> you're, you're fancy. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Somebody said, do you want this? And I was like, I'll try it. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite. Okay. Uh, so we're going to start with the St. George Terroir because this is a great representation of, a, of craft, but also mm-hmm. um, one that sits more in the traditional style of London Dry Gins. Um, and and we'll go from there, and then you can kind of see where we venture off from that. Why do they call it London Dry Gin? Actually, that's a really great question. Um, and not one that I think I have the answer to. <laughs> so I'm going to Google it. Um, I do know, like, obviously, London. But why London Dry? London Dry Gin. Because I know when, when when the word dry is thrown around, like, in wine... Again, thanks to the the wine class right. that we took, like dry can can mean like a dry red 
like you say that, right? And you know, I mean, like I a dry know. Chardonnay kind of is finishes not uh, kind of disappears off the palate, or like in in beer terms, when you drink a, a, some of those uh, Belgian beers, they finish dry because there's no like residual sweetness left on your palate, right? Is that kind of the similar thing with London Dry Gin, or I would assume? Okay, do so they just the run, put it in a dryer? <laughs> yes, they tumble the alcohol and on high. And see Ooh, this one's done. My my bottle shrunk. What uh, happened? I mean, I know the origin, but honestly, I think it's interesting that the internet doesn't seem to know either. Okay. Um, the London part obviously speaks to the traditional style of the yeah. made in Britain thing. The dry, you would assume, means exactly what you said. Yeah. But there is no definitive name or answer as to why it is called London Dry Gin outside of, like, differentiating against, like, a Navy Strength or some other variety. What does Navy Strength mean? Okay, so that's a good story. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to make sure that I get it actually right. Because Navy Strength was when they were transporting your alcohol across the ocean. Oh, like okay. putting yourself, like... Put, make yourself a pirate or, or something like that. Like, imagine yourself a pirate. Yar, this chair be high, says I. <laughs> Somebody gave you a barrel and they said, here's some gin. And transport it across the ocean and make a bunch of money off of it. Okay. Um, one, it was a kind of a test of its proof because at a certain proof, uh, it wouldn't uh, explode and burn away. I think I'm getting that wrong. It was, let me see. Because I'm like, I love this story because it's very ocean seaworthy. Yeah. Maybe well, and the idea of something being able to withstand a long journey kind of makes sense. Yeah. Dates back to the 18th century. British Navy stored on ships next to the gunpowder. Yeah. Oh, geez. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's rolling the dice. Right? Uh, so should the gin barrel split and get into the gunpowder, then the higher alcohol would ensure the gunpowder was not spoiled and would still explode. That's what it was. The gunpowder oh. would still explode. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it wouldn't drench it because the alcohol would burn off. I see. Okay. That makes, yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So, so it is a high proof gin. Like right. Really high proof. And proof is basically the percentage of alcohol doubled. So like if the spirit mm -hmm. is 40% yep. alcohol, it would be 80, 80 proof. proof. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and that is to prove it's alcohol. Like proof is about proving it's alcohol content. Okay. That's where that comes from. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, let's... Uh, I'm, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to smell this. Now, this this is a very familiar What's the aroma. color? The color is looks pretty clear to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really clear. There's no uh, discernible cloudiness. Mm -mm. I mean, I'm looking it's, through the glass and I can see It looks see like you water. Yeah. How is, does it look in the glass? Like it has like a lot of oils or sticking to the sides or anything? It looks pretty clean. Yeah, it doesn't... Um, there are no... Not really. Not really. There's okay. like a very... I don't know, like a like a very faint kind of not like low viscosity. Yeah, low viscosity. This this will not if you are if your car is burning oil, this will not do the trick. <laughs> so do not attempt to put I this don't in your engine. I suggest putting gin in your car yeah. at all, <laughs> unless you know you're you want to live that wild gin <laughs> lifestyle. That, edge. You do you. <laughs> the largest edge. <laughs> 
Unless you want to see if you, if the gunpowder is fine. Right. <laughs> like, will it still ignite? Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay, the gunpowder in my engine didn't explode, <laughs> yes. buddy. You got, you got a different set of problems. You're right? living a oh different lifestyle than I like, am. What happened to his car? Yeah, this is, it smells good. I guess it just... There's like some element. It's very herbaceous. Mm-hmm. Are you getting pininess? Like I, on the pine scale of one to five, high pine, pine being scale? five. I learned this, I learned this trick from Jeremy King, mm-hmm. where like if you're smelling something and you want to kind of reset your your palate, you should smell your own hand. Okay. And it kind of like resets you. Yeah, resets your your. Like it's telling you, this is me. This yeah. is not gin. Unless you just dipped your dipped your hand in a barrel of a uh, navy strength gin. gin. <laughs> this, like, is like, mm. this smells like a sailor. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I guess it's there's a, the ex- exception <laughs> for every rule. I don't ever want somebody yeah. to tell me I smell like a sailor. I don't but care what context that is. I've been told that I is. swear like a sailor. <laughs> That's but different. never smell, smell like a sailor. Smell like a sailor. Like you talk like a sailor I would smell say, like one too. To me, I am getting more like almost like a rosemary. Oh, okay. Um, so it's it's tough to say. There is pine there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's super prominent or if it's just kind of like been blended well with the other mm-hmm. aromatics in there. What do you say? I mean, it's there. I'm also getting some sweetness, like either not juniper berry sweetness, but like a uh, like a raspberry sweetness on the nose. Um, but pininess, I put it pretty low. Yeah. Like a two or less. Yeah, yeah. But definitely not. I mean, this is not like what what I think it's most people good. are useful used to. Yeah, I would say even on the palate, there is herbaceousness of some vegetal, but yeah. I wouldn't say it's forest. Yeah, it is. It's nice, and I like how. There's no burn at all mm. with this gin. Yeah. I mean, as you kind of let it sit, there's like a little bit of a tingliness mm-hmm. on kind of like the sides of my yep. tongue, but it is... Did you roll it around in there? I did. I know I know to do that now <laughs> after our, our first... Very nice, very nice. Our first, uh, first foray into the spirits. This yeah. is good. This is good. Breathe I like this. Sip. Oh, should I w- we remind people how to taste spirits? Yes. Why don't you, you tell me what you remember? First... Open the bottle. Yes. Then pour <laughs> said liquid into the glass. So mm-hmm. you want to kind of like um, take a little sip and kind of coat your tongue, kind of like swish it around in your mouth. Um, and then you want to kind of let it sit on there. And, and breathe. And, don't forget to breathe. Uh, yeah, don't forget to breathe because, you know, nobody wants to, nothing ruins a, a cocktail party <laughs> faster than... A medical emergency. <laughs> well, less for the less for the medical emergency, <laughs> yeah. and more so for the, uh, you know, allowing your palate to understand what it's receiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you want to kind of like aerate a little bit, and mm-hmm. I've seen many ways to do that. Mm-hmm. What, what's your What's your go to approach? Uh, you breathe, like smell what you're about to taste. Then you take a sip. Then you breathe. Like a, the smallest sip, not a sip like you were drinking, like a, a sip of water. Right. Like the smallest bit to wash over your yeah. tongue. Breathe and then sip again. And then yeah. that second sip is really where you're going to get more of the information. Yep. 
Yeah. And then I sometimes I like to do it with with beer, and I'm sure it works with spirits or wine. Is like that like retro nasal when you breathe out, you'll mm-hmm. get other kind of aromas happening too. Mm-hmm. This is just a really nice, easy drinking gin, and I like that. I I still can't get past that like herbal mm-hmm. uh, note that is there with something sweetness, and I'm I can't really put my yeah, finger on like- it. But it's a, a really berry. nice balance. Yeah, yeah like a berry, a, but it's not it's not tart. No. Um it's, it's almost juicy. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. You I wouldn't I would feel bad would putting this in that? a cocktail. Really? I think Why? I think it well, because I think it would might get lost if you It is light. You know it is a delicate so it's, taste. It's, I think you know, maybe would you just use like club soda? Would you even put lime in there? Hmm. Because I think the citrus might kind of overwhelm some of that delicate fruit flavor. So I always said with a great botanical gin, like anything that you grow from the garden will go perfectly with that thing because it's really pulling that, the, the ground and the garden and the vegetables and the fruit. Yeah. I think um, if you really like the forwardness of the spirit, you could easily like do cucumber with that. You could do rosemary. You could do dill. Yeah. Um, you could go simple with like a very clean citrus, like an orange or a lemon. Yeah. I personally wouldn't throw t- uh, lime on that unless I had to because of something else I was building with it. Like by itself, I wouldn't put lime with it. Sure. Um, but I would still make a, a nice, delicate cocktail with that. Yeah, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't use that to make a bramble because yeah. I'm just going to cover it up with juice. Yeah. But um, something nice and clean. Like that would make a really good martini. Yeah. Yep. With it, well, yeah, with like a little bit of like uh, salinity from the I olive. like your little like. Yes, I like talk with my hands. <laughs> no, but like the dash. That's salt a teacher thing. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's a fun start. Yeah, and this is a, a forty-five percent ABV. Okay, so that's a ninety proofer. It is good math. Where where do you, do you teach you, math? Uh, no. God, no, you wouldn't want me teaching math. <laughs> I know you don't talk teach about math. Uh, widening the achievement gap. <laughs> that would be <laughs> uh, that'd be putting the, that'd be putting the gin next to the gunpowder. If you know what oh I mean. Oh my God, um, it would explode still. <laughs> it would bam. still explode. But That's not good. the the test scores would explode in the wrong yes, direction. Funny. Where are we going next? We're going to go. I'm going to take this away. We have a little bit left, so we can revisit after yeah. we've had the others. We're going to go to the McQueen Violet and Fog. Ah yes. Uh, and that was not just today's uh, weather forecast. No, that, we didn't a, have na- fog today. We had sun. No, it was sunny. I'm still thrilled. no snow. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Are you okay with it? I'm fine because I don't like to shovel. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't like to shovel. Ooh, this has this has some definite like fruity yeah notes like like orange like um. Like uh, almost like what is this? Like navel, navel orange. Oh, I'm gonna because I have uh, the actual components uh, botanicals. I'm gonna see if you can pull out some of them. You said orange. Here we go. Uh, say orange. So far, no. Actually, no. There is a little orange. I haven't smelled it yet. Let me smell. Yeah, I, that that's really all I'm getting so far. Ooh, I will tell you, this one would be really hard for you to pull the botanicals out of. Yeah. Because. This is the long the division of gins. That, yeah, the botanicals <laughs> out of, are very, uh, there's a lot happening in here, but you, it's really hard to differentiate them. Yeah. It smells almost like it's already a cocktail. Oh, but on the palate, I think you'd be able to pull out maybe, maybe one large one. 
And then other than that, I don't think you're going to get them. Hmm. Um, I hate to do this. Okay, so color-wise, clear. Which I know that they used to make this in a in a colored variety. Like okay. it was purplish, I think. Okay. Um, but this one is clear. Now, now I'm getting like cantaloupe. Oh, okay. I could get that on the back. Yeah. It is not an ingredient. Like it's not a an additive. But it, I can understand that that. Yeah comes off a little bit that way hmm yeah i don't i don't know okay i'm gonna tell you Mm -hmm. rose petal oh okay coriander ever since my physician said rose petals were very high in cholesterol i haven't been eating as many as i used to so uh that's a little bit of a flavor blind spot for me also your grandma probably like (laughs) that's right too much oh yeah now now that you mentioned that yes that's what i was like you might get this one Mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah that's the one I was expecting. If you got one of the botanicals, that would have been the one. It says rose petal, coriander, rosemary, alongside lemongrass, pomelo. Oh, which is where you yeah. Get that okay, orangeiness, so there's where that citrus is coming from. And the from. jasmine flower. Okay. And lemongrass, now that you say that, that makes perfect sense, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, it's good, though. Yeah. Um, it does taste like it's already a, already a mixed situation. So with that, I would probably... Leave it pretty clean. That's a sip. Lemon. Would you put it on ice or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would do probably up in a coupe glass, ice, that maybe. Are those some... those like fancy rounded? This is a ones? coupe glass. Oh, yeah. You can't see this yeah. on the radio, but yeah. yeah, kind of like a um, rounded bowl with yeah. on the stem. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So a raised, uh, elevated thing, which you don't have to have a coupe involve ice. It could be like a okay. martini. Martini glass and coupe, very similar, just okay. as opposed to the angularness of a martini sure. glass. You're getting more of the rounded sure. of the coupe. That one's good. I kind of like, you know, I, I when, you, when you were talking about the St. George one earlier, mm. I was assuming that that would be my favorite, but I actually like this one a little bit better because it has more of that kind of like, um, I think this might pair really well with Thai food. Ooh, yeah. Because it has like the jasmine, the, the, jasmine, the lemongrass, lemongrass the kind the of orange, like the orange. Pomelo. Yeah, the coriander. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like. It is a whole Asian dish right there. Yeah. It's yeah. Asian dessert. Now all we need is some coconut milk. <laughs> Ooh, and, Dan. Uh, some satay skewers. <laughs> what if you made a cocktail that involved coconut milk? Or if you made a, I mean, like, you could, yeah. like a pina colada, ver- like with gin, though, uh, with uh, coconut milk and that gin. I think that'd be pretty good. And maybe a simple delicious. syrup. And yeah. a mint sprig with lemon. I think, what would we call that? The Navy Gin Elixir? I don't know. Something ah! like the, the gunpowder the gun the... Gun coolant. <laughs> yeah, that, Ooh, that would know. be really that would good. Be good. I think that we should try that. Okay. Yeah, one, we'll, one of these we'll days we need to get... podcast like, where we make things. We need to, yeah, <laughs> we, we need to come, we need to do podcasts in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Go crazy. Yeah. And then I'll make curry. And we can see if, yeah. if they pair together. Yeah, I love this. I yeah. love this idea. Okay, that's, that's, that's very a good. good we, idea we'll have to come up with a name by then. A future show. The Spirit Sherpa in the Kitchen. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. you go. Spirit Sherpa in the Kitchen. I like it. <laughs> there you I go. Like it. So the alcohol percentage of this one was 40%. So less than the St. George. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because it seems it, it seemed like it, it is more delicate. Did you think? Because I thought I had more alcohol not burn necessarily but presence still on my okay. like burning off my tongue which well, yeah. made me think it was higher in ABV. I mean you you are the you are the spirit trooper. Mm-hmm. You are the professional. I mean we're both professionals in drinking. So 
I don't know. I think maybe it's that? not the alcohol. Maybe it's just the presence of that pomelo and something else. Because, you know, like high citrus could also be con- misconstrued as, yeah. as a burn. Yep. Maybe. Yeah, that's good. I like the, I like that flavor. Yeah. It's fa- again, like this is why people need to get out. Go uh, drink. Go drink. Revisit <laughs> different things and try some of these cool. I would, I would say this, this place in particular, uh-huh. the Luna and the Bear, with all these available, yeah. pe- you, people would come in here and have their minds blown. Yep. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I didn't even know it was here. And I, you know, know about a lot of spaces. Yeah. But they're definitely focusing heavy gin. Yeah. Well, this was a good call. Okay. So now we're going to go to, oh, do I want to do that one? I think we're going to have to. Um, This next one is a favorite. It is one that I have always loved ever since I had it. I don't remember where I think I had it first, probably France 44 and talking to Tom and somebody else and tried this for the first time. I was like, oh my God, I love this. Now I will tell you, it is amongst the most expensive gins. Okay. Like, is unassuming. It's in a very simple little bottle. Um, it is the Monkey 47. It's the Schwarzwald Dry oh, Gin. Oh, yeah. The German one. Yes. 47 botanicals in here. Um, yeah. I'm not, we're not going to be able to pick out any of these, but let's see what we can do. Uh, it's this one. Okay. Ugh. God, on the nose. It's so good. Like something so complex can just oh, yeah. still present so simply. Just oh. on the nose on lower. Yeah. Right? It's beautiful. This is very perfumey. Yeah. I, I Okay, so I've been describing gin as beautiful for several years now. Yeah. And I'm like, I've had people like, why, are you, why do you keep saying it's beautiful? Because it is. Because if you consider how much... Wow. Huh. How much balance and how many, how many different ways there are to make it and then the balance that is included and then to still wind up with something that lies so delicately on your tongue yeah. is just the, the mind picture of that is just beautiful to me. Is there star anise in there? All right. Let's see. Let's see. Is that one of the 47? <laughs> is that one of the 8 billion That's things? Right. Or like, uh, God, what is that? Like kind of a clovey something or other? Cloves would be, that would make sense. Yeah, there's, there's got to be there's gotta be something like that. There's some very earthy spices mm-hmm. that I'm picking up, but that's, uh, that Let's is see. good. Uh, there's a billion things. I'm not seeing star anise. Okay. But. This is very similar to my experience taking the math portion of the ACT. <laughs> I did not <laughs> pick out many right answers. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking, there's so many, and I do not see anise. Okay. Do you get licorice flavors I thought of there it? was like a little bit, but maybe that was more, is there rye in there? There's got to be rye or some kind of like a nutty uh, spice. Okay, one, I will kind. also let you know, for sure there were cloves. So you did get cloves. Okay, well, so bingo. ding, ding for you. One out of 47. Uh, I got 46 more to go. We're not going to end the podcast until I name them I don't see rye. Okay. Yeah. But that could be root that you're getting as opposed sure. to... Well, yeah, with something earthy. I mean, 47 somethings. 47 somethings. <laughs> uh, it's just beautiful. Like, what color do you think this smells like? 
which is a weird question, but in my to, brain. To me, I mean, it, it kind of smells like, I don't know if you've ever, like I had something when I was in Boston oh, one time and so it was good. like, it was like a brown mm-hmm. kind of a dessert bread. It was similar to like a, like a, like a ginger snap, oh, but nice. like a really kind of mm-hmm. like a dense, like almost like a pound cake. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what, like nice. when I smell this. You're getting that. I kind of like think about breadiness. that. Yeah. Okay. But there's also layered on with like this, there's a perfumey aspect to it. Mm-hmm. There's definitely that, that I would not be able to name. Um, somebody, somebody was talking, I think it was at the wine class, like a white, was it like oh, white? Pea flower. Pea flower. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, we were like, yeah, white pea flower, something we're all just using yeah, in like, recipes. Like, yeah. Well, that's what I, <laughs> that's what elevates my peanut butter yes. and jelly pea sandwiches. Flour. I make that. Put some Bread pea with flour pea in there flour. early while the, while the folks. <laughs> all right. You want this, Bill? Yeah. Angelica root, acai flowers. No, acacia flowers. Sorry. Uh, bramble leaves, lingonberries. You never see lingonberries. Yeah. Uh, spruce shoots. Uh, pepper. <laughs> Calamus, almond, angelica, bitter orange, blackberry, cardamom, cassia, chamomile, cinnamon, lemon verbena, cloves, coriander, cranberries, cubeb, dog rose, elderflower, ginger, grains of paradise, hawthorn berries, hibiscus, honeysuckle, jasmine, lime leaf, lavender, lemon, lemon balm, lemongrass, oh, licorice. It doesn't okay. say black, but okay. it does say licorice. So it's kind of close. Monarda didmia, nutmeg, oris, pimento, pomelo, rosehip, sage, slow. Wow. So a lot of those like <laughs> baking spices, yeah. though. Yeah. I heard cardamom. And a I lot heard, of flowers. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a very complex one. That you said it. What was the name of that one again? Monkey Forty Seven Schwarzwald. Monkey 47 Schwarzwald. Schwarzwald. Uh, it says that some of the ingredients were steeped in French-made molasses alcohol before distillation. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they use maceration, which is that steeping of the bag as opposed to steam. Okay. Huh. And then oh, Man, they use both. Vapor, too. Wow. That's a very complex... That's a serious... That's, a, that's why it's expensive. Yeah, because there's so much <laughs> there's in There's so there. many botanicals, which... On its own, very expensive. Yeah, but the process is also expensive. Yeah, there's a there's, there's a lot, lot of hands that goes in there. Into it. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a that's a. As we keep going, we keep I keep finding more things to like about each one. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a new leader in the clubhouse after each one. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, you're enjoying a one pint stand. My aim is to help spread the word about craft beer. Enjoying craft beer is a passion of mine, and I love chatting about it with other people. A one-pint stand has a goal of helping breweries tell their stories. I love to get out in and beyond Minnesota to visit breweries, beer bars, and meet other interesting beer people. If you are also into those things, you probably want to keep tabs on the show. So go ahead and follow a one-pint stand on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We would also appreciate any and all positive reviews on Spotify and iTunes, to help make it easier for other craft beer listeners to find us. If you like reading about craft beer, I started my own blog, and all of my writing can be found at aonepintstand.com. After eight years of writing as editor-in-chief at Beer Pluma, it was time for me to start my own blog. So make sure you check out the blog for some interesting craft beer content of the written variety. I truly appreciate you listening and taking time to enjoy our stories.
Now, back to the show. What's next? Uh, I'm trying to pull up the better picture of this label. You might have it. Scape something. Scape. Oh, I think I took individual Space. pictures yeah. of them. And Do. let me pull it up here. Oh, I got it. Scape Grace Black Gin. Scape Grace Black Gin. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so this is the one that we said uh, was not necessarily clear. Okay. Uh, very oh, yeah. light okay. viscosity. Now, what do they call it a black gin? Is it just because they use like different darker like aromatics, or um, is it part of like the filtration that? process? I've never had this one, so Ooh, this wow. one's new to me. This <laughs> this is so different. I smell like um, this smells like almost like like honey to me, like orange blossom honey. Okay. Um, it's got a lot happening. This was the one he said had sweet potato. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Interesting. So you're getting a little bit more of that sugar. Hmm. Wow. That is good. It changes color from its nature's black to shades of red and purple when mixed with tonic. Okay. And there's like no heat on this one. No. The the, the uh, kind of presence and feel of alcohol is very low. I got to read this couple last sentence for you. Sure. Uh, so scape grace, black gin. Is only possible because nature itself led the way through an infinite maze of botanicals and technique. A maze with only one exit. (laughs) Aronia berry. (laughs) I see your face. uh, Aronia aronia berry saffron. (laughs) Pineapple and sweet potato blended in set amounts at precise temperatures in a defined sequence to create something made of nothing. And nothing made of something. That is that of flavor. That is the taste of black. (laughs) Scape Grace Black Remarkably changes color From nature's black to red and purple I would like to tell you right now That it's probably not the taste of black (laughs) As a black woman I'm going to tell you right now It is likely not But um, I am happy that (laughs) Figured this out (laughs) That's a bold statement And that's a That is a flavor well, that's uh, the, the nose. They, get, is they got a distinct. <laughs> <laughs> like got first a, of all, a real uh, wordsmith there right. over at the. Also, this is from New Zealand. Escape Grace. Shout out to New Zealand. Yeah. But those Kiwis, they know how they know how to toss a word salad. <laughs> Yowza! Right. That's this is the taste of black. When you maybe said the depth of blackness. Pineapple. Mm-hmm. That's what hit because it reminded me of a mead I had one time. Oh, really? That was like I'm getting so much breadiness on it. Yeah, and I'm wondering if it like there's got to be like with all those like sweet things, there's got to be a mm-hmm. caramelization that gives off kind right. of like a maybe kind of a sweeter kind sugar of thing. content. Maybe it's the sweet potato too. Mm-hmm. I would think so. Yeah, the pineapple and the sweet potato. That's it's really feeling different. like. I, do you know those people who make sweet potatoes as a side dish for like Thanksgiving or Christmas and they put like, they could put pineapple on it or they yeah. put other like oranges on top of it to like up its citrus component. Okay. If you've had that, it does like, it does lean that way a little bit. Okay. That like sweet, mm, tuberous, like bready. Yeah. But also sugar. Yeah, it's definitely. On the on the sweeter side, which I I like. That's that one. That one's pretty good. That's it not is bad. Really, it's very light. My f- mouth feel. Scape Grace. Scape Grace. Black Gin. Yeah. 
Um, According to their website, this is the taste, a taste of, black. of black. Not yes. a taste. The, the taste, taste yeah, right. of black. It's it. They which honestly, definitive. Yeah, which to me yeah. is funny because when somebody says black gin to me, automatically my brain is thinking salty. Okay. I don't know why. Hmm. Um, like I'm probably thinking like black sea salts sure. and things like that. Yeah. Um, and it's a, definitely did not go that way. Like I don't really pick up a lot of salinity on it. No. It's really no, pushing no, no, no. more yeah. toward the floral and the sweet. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to like buy a bunch of these berries, right? Aronia berry. I've never seen that anywhere. I've heard of that. Have you? That's like, I think it's similar to like a gooseberry. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Because I think they have them in Minnesota. Oh, all right. So maybe we should make our own gin. Yeah. We'll get some <laughs> Put saffron. Put that on the list. Yeah. And and figure that out. Yeah, that was, that was really, that was a very interesting Where do one. you rate that one in your list of... I, I would rate, I would put that pretty high um, simply because it was so easy drinking. Okay. And there, I liked the sweetness. I liked the, like, kind of like when I said um, orange blossom honey, mm-hmm. I liked that it was sweet, but not too sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also kind of like a perfumey. I just like the bouquet on it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because when we were t- uh, gathering these six, I would have said that they differed more mm-hmm. when we tasted them or smelled them. Yeah. Like initially. Yep. Like that they were just wildly different. And, you know, obviously the more you drink, the more everything tastes the same. Yeah. But I am getting a lot more floral yep. on most of them, not all of them, but most of them than I expected mm-hmm. or yeah. than I remember even. Like I'm going to quickly venture back just you know, in our glass selection, back to the very first one, which was that um, St. George terroir, to see if we pick up more floral note on that now or if it's still in stark contrast because I don't feel like we really pulled much floral from that. It's I'm getting more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, smell that. It's different to me now. Mm. I feel like the citrus and the sweet comes out so much more now. Yeah. It changed it. Some of those other bit. gins, I think, uh, kind of like uh, like revved up those those receptors. Mm-hmm. And now it's easier to kind of pick them out. Mm-hmm. Nice. Which is fun. Yeah, I love that. Okay. So we've tasted four now, right? Yep. I was four. So now we're coming up to this last one, which when we smelled this at the bar, I was immediately in love. What was your thought when we smelled it? Strawberry shortcake. Yeah. Was that a good thing? It was a it was a definite Surprising. connection to a sensory memory. Okay. Like my like my sister had strawberry shortcake dolls. Okay. Yeah, I had you know? those. And so like that smell. Um sometimes I would uh, commandeer her Barbie Corvette for my G.I. Joe guys and Star Wars guys and she hated because it. Because G.I. Joe and Star Wars guys don't they just have cars? Needed vehicles. Well oh, I, I just okay. didn't have them. So you know sometimes oh, you gotta okay, work yeah. with what you have. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but yes, the strawberry shortcake uh aroma, that strawberry connected instantly, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. Because I'm not a huge strawberry fan flavor wise, but I love the smell. Yeah. Oh really? I love strawberries is my absolutely favorite fruit. I like a really good strawberry shortcake, but you know, if it's like a fruit, like 
there's a bunch of different fruit on the table. The strawberry is the last thing I'm grabbing because really? I never know if it's going to be ripe. Well, I, that, it is a risky thing. A perfectly ripe strawberry yeah. is delicious, Ugh. but I feel like it's a real dice roll. I remember my that. mom bringing home like a basket of strawberries from the store. Summer, I was mm, preteen. Okay. But if, if she brought them home and then washed them, she better hope she didn't have plants for those. Because <laughs> I would literally just house all those. Like, I would stand over the sink and just yeah. eat all of the strawberries. Oh, that's all funny. of them at once. And be like, that was amazing. Because yeah. strawberries were so sweet and juicy and, like, the perfect fruit. Yeah. Also, I do not like... I've grown into them a little bit, but like raspberries and blackberries with that seed business, I can't handle mm. that. But like strawberry seeds weren't usually offensive. Nothing ruins my day faster than when I get a seed stuck right? between my or teeth. A corn kernel. I hate that. Nothing worse yep. than that. Yep. Just like eating a fence, it's terrible. <laughs> so the, <laughs> this one is called Awayuki Strawberry Flavored Japanese Gin. So one, this is our only gin that has claimed flavored as opposed to okay. botanical infusion. Is that kind of a rarity? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, you can add flavor to things. Um, you probably see it less so in gin, perhaps. Yeah. Lots. Obviously, the flavored vodkas are out there in droves, but yeah. probably less so in gin. This one says, Awayuki is distilled from 100% grain and infused with pink and white strawberries from the region. And it is Japanese, obviously. Um, they are the most precious and rare in the world. White pearl and kotoka strawberries are hand-grown and harvested at peak ripeness. Wow. No wonder it smells so amazing. And it's 88 proof. So amongst our highest proof gins today. Okay. Because the last one, the scapegrace, was 41. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can, Do you get on it? The, on the back of my tongue, there's, there's some heat. Mm. There's it just smell, smells like seriously straight strawberry juice. Yeah, it's it's it is really it almost tricks you. You almost want to take like mm-hmm. like a big sip, like you're gonna drink a, a glass I of like just really awesome that. juice. Yeah. <laughs> like oh. as you're saying, it was like, no, I want this. Yeah, um, it's good. It's obviously still gin. Uh, it does have some heat on it, mm-hmm. whereas I don't remember really tasting. I mean, we only had like the smallest little bit, but that. Is very good. I think it would be harder to push this one, obviously, into a different kind of cocktail. Like, obviously, it's selling you either yeah, drink it as you, it, it is or a be, sweet yeah. focus. This would make a really great, like, strawberry Negroni, which I've never made, but I'm really intrigued now to try. Huh. Yeah. Uh, it would make a really, like, obviously, martini. A mule, like if you made a gin mule, that ginger would pick up that strawberry really nicely. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is by far probably ever, of everything we've tasted, the strongest essence of one single yeah. thing to me. Way. If there was something else in there, we did I did not taste it. Yeah. I mean I'm sure yeah. it's something else in there, but all I'm getting is strawberries. Strawberries and gin. Gin and juice. Yeah. Um mm. is really delicious. That's I'm good. thinking candy. I'm thinking yeah. juice. I'm thinking like some sort of sorbet or smoothie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be really good. Really great for summer. You can make your own like adult popsicles. Yep. Yeah. I remember uh, one time. Ice cubes. Yeah. You could jello yeah. shots. All the that things. That would be pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, those, that's really good. Mm-hmm. 
if you like strawberries. I think if you weren't a strawberry fan, this might like be this. a tough Don't sell. Don't buy this. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Because um, even just opening the bottle, strawberries. Yeah. That was, that's a good, that's a treat. That's a nice one to end on. Well, like, technically of all we the, didn't. Well, okay, yeah. So now we're going to step back in the... The, the gin tub gin, time machine. Gin, gin. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Uh, so we, we also asked for, some for a pour of just kind of something that was probably very familiar. Mm-hmm. But we've got the Tanqueray. Yeah. And now after trying all these I'm not as lovely things. <laughs> at the beginning, I was. I was ready. She's going well, in for the... on the nose. Granted, it is sitting. It's the only one we have sitting in a coupe. So it yeah. has the most space to breathe yeah. as opposed to the others, which are in a smaller glass for us. So nose-wise, it is harder to pick up kind of yeah. the, uh, what, I want, my mind is saying offensiveness, but my, my brain and my mouth is going to say pungentness okay. of, of Tanqueray. All right, I'm going to let you smell it and taste it. All right. It is... Obviously, a stark contrast to what we were just drinking. Oh, yeah, that's just this oh, is yeah. like going from. Uh, oh yeah, yep. This is it. This is it. <laughs> this is. Uh, we got it. Yeah. Now it's funny because you know a lot of our listeners, your listeners, are probably sitting around thinking, obviously, Tanqueray. I have it here, like right next to me. Not a big deal. Why yeah. are you acting like it's such a big deal to smell? Well, yeah, and uh, and I think this is this is the. This is a reason for really kind of getting out there uh, and, and trying to, to add a couple of different types of gin to your home bar or just come on into the Luna and the Bear because they've got it all for you. They, mm-hmm. have, the, they have the bar stocked with, mm-hmm. with great things. But, like, yeah, this is, this, <laughs> this is disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Tanqueray, yeah. if you're looking for but, a sponsor. You know, if you're just getting out, if you're just getting into college, you know, you're you're ready to, you've just wrapped up your first semester and want to celebrate with the Seagrams, this might be a step up. This yeah, could be yeah, good, that's true. You know? I would say that. What are you getting on oh that face? <laughs> the face, after, there's a crinkle eye, crinkle after, nose. I, I here's an analogy. There's a I'll physical use. reaction. I feel like I just got the most Delicate back rub mm-hmm. from a professional and then uh, walked outside and instantly slipped on the ice. Oh, no. <laughs> um, it's just kind of a... <laughs> it's, uh, oh, that's terrible. This hurts my joints. This is one of those, um, like, yeah, it's, now you taste it. I don't a, want it's to. It's a jarring taste, mm-hmm. especially after what, we, what we've yeah. just been trying. Um, it is that kind of... Ammonia, that, that coarseness. Acetone. Yeah, it's it's very harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was, I don't even think. You, there, there's, Did you there's, pick up some botanicals in there? I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I picked up straight sailor in that one. <laughs> that was. Uh, it, it's yeah. There's there, there's no nuance. There's no. And again, like maybe we should have started with this and ended with it because I think we would have different thoughts, but. Okay, you know. I went into that sip thinking it was going to be so much worse. So it actually didn't end how I was expecting to. It yeah. does still present some some balance in its botanical bill. Yep. It is higher on the piney side. Yeah, very piney. But it's it's yeah, it's it's begging for something else. It's begging it for some like soda water or or tonic water and a, and a lime. Yeah, it's definitely not something I'm like, "Ooh, let me just sip that." Yeah, you can't sip this one, I don't think, cuz it 
it it's too it's too too um I don't know. My, now my tongue is all tingly. Uh huh. It is doing that. So it's got like, I mean, I think that must be the 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 heat or the. What's the ABV on Tanqueray? Let's see. Yeah, that, um, that's. Uh, I mean, I can definitely. Th- I understand why this is used in gin and tonics, though, because it it, it is piney. It's, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, like a more traditional, familiar kind of uh, starting point from what. You know, you I think mean, about traditional, yeah, traditional London dry gin. What you're expecting, yeah, for sure. It's yeah. oh, forty three. That's a really high number comparatively to everything else we've had today. Yeah. We had forty five at the highest. Forty four was under that. This is sitting in the middle mm-hmm. for AVs. Yeah, and with no other flavors to kind of balance it out or mm-hmm. kind of like kind of cut it for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. I think it's comes across as that's why it comes across as like stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- there was a, there was a time when, you know, this is, this is, a, you should get out and try different things, broaden, expand your horizons. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's kind of like, but you know, it's the old ignorance is bliss thing. You know, there, there was a time when I really thought this was like a, a fancy Kind of like, like it presents level, itself fancy. That's know? what they've definitely marketed themselves yeah. to be. But it's it's definitely in comparison to these other ones that we've tried. Um, so let's get, let's go down the. We started with the Saint George. Yes, we started gin. with the Saint George Terroir. Then we moved on to the second one, McQueen Violet and Fog. McQueen Violet and Fog. Then we went to the Monkey Forty Seven. The Monkey Forty Seven. And then, then the, the scapegrace scape black, black gin, and then the awayuki uh, strawberry flavored, and and wound up and finished it with the tanqueray. Mm-hmm. So I think this is this was a marvelous kind of taste journey down the. We still have to go try one with the jam. Yeah, we got to do a jammy, a gin and jam. Now we've got some gin, gin and jam. Gin and jam. Here's clink clink. There we go. Sound effects brought to you by. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Conk. Ow, my head. <laughs> Let's do the glasses next time. <laughs> next okay. time I will. Okay. All right. So I'll we've be got. With my aim. Um, now, what gin and jam? So a little bit about this gin and so jam here at the Luna and the Bear. So this is something that. The bartender was saying is like you you will find very popular in England. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll find it in some of the bigger cities on the coast. Mm-hmm. I think as we were talking to uh, Chris, the kind of mixologist, he was saying that he discovered it in Florida, but then it was like on the like Eastern Carolina coast. coast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never heard of this. Nope, neither. Um, but looking, at I the, would never have thought to put jam in my gin or really anything else. Like, I suppose it's kind of like putting a liqueur in. I get that. It's just like the viscosity I wouldn't have necessarily thought of. Oh, yeah. And so literally they take a spoonful. I mean, they put some of the things in there. It's a small spoon. Yeah, it's a small. Not We're not talking like, you know, a normal tablespoon. Yeah. Um, But some of the jellies, they have pineapple, jalapeno, amber ale. They have mixed berries. They have... Pequillo pepper, mm-hmm. fig and orange, and yuzu. And then they also had apple butter and peach right now. Apple butter and peach. So all... Separate kind of, flavors. Yeah, just a, a variety of things. And then they have like the five gin. So I got the Cotswolds Old 
Tom Gin from the UK mm-hmm. with the fig and orange. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, it is very good. It winds up being very figgy color. Mm. So that's that was easy to tell which one of ours was yeah. which. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a cloudy brown liquid. Looks like um, you know if you ever put your boot through some ice in a lake. Yeah, it looks, looks like, like that. that. It does. But it tastes way better. Yes. Not that I go It is over ice. Yeah. And also has a dried, what is that? Lemon? It looks like a, this looks like it might be, yeah, this is a lime. Okay. It's a dehydrated lime. Dehydrated lime. And then you get your little spoonful of fig jam. Uh Uh-huh. She said you can mix it. decorative or you can. He said you can mix it in, you can eat it as you go, or you can just not use it at all. Yeah. Dealer's choice. Yeah. It's kind of just resting on top of our dehydrated fruits right now because I yeah. didn't want to overwhelm my beverage with the jam. Yeah. And you got the I got Nordis. the Nordis Gin Gallica Galicia from Spain yeah. uh, with the mixed berry jam. And it is delicious. It's a... It's much more... I was expecting it like for it to just wind up being juicy. Yeah. But it's got some other kind of savory elements to it, too. So it winds up bringing a little salinity to cut that. It's yeah. good. These are really good. It's very balanced. I yeah. wasn't quite sure what the... I mean, I like fig jam. Mm-hmm. Usually when I'm having fig jam, it's like with brie cheese. Mm. Yes, which I love Which is kind brie. of very uh, buttery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's got, you know, a, a pretty decent, like, um, nice amount of, like, fat content. So it's very, like... Kind of, kind of goes well with the with the with the fig jam, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's a good contrasting flavor with the with the cocktail. It's nice. Uh, there's a little bit of like sweetness, but it's balanced out. You get mm-hmm. the elements of the fig jam, kind of like the more more along the lines of what I would find in like a like a Belgian quad. Some mm-hmm. of, some of the yeah. dark fruit nature. Yeah. Uh, kind of, you know, dabbling into more like that molasses, Almost barley sweetness. wine, sort yep, of. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so it's good. I yeah. Would, I would have this again. Question. Yeah. Do you taste the gin? So I smell the gin. Uh huh. But it's it's hard to pick out the gin. Yeah. So and again, that's kind of like the thing. I'm sure that if now I'd probably notice it if it if they had put Tanqueray in uh-huh. here, but it's hard yeah. to. Like, I can pick out the aroma. There is a piney aroma mm-hmm. in here a little bit. How about you? Not to stick my hair in my glasses. <laughs> I think mine, because of the berry, it takes away a good amount of the gin quality. Yeah. I'm not, like, it's more juicy. See if you can smell any, like, I don't really, it kind of disappears for me. It's a delicious cocktail, yeah. but... For gin and like, especially even the qualities that we were talking about, it, it's blending very well because yeah. it doesn't present, you know, overly gin heavy or even overly juice heavy. I just don't think it's helping the gin to stand out. Right, I agree. I, I think it like I smelled more of the berry, but that's mm-hmm. also because there's a spoon, spoonful of berries, spoonful right of there berries on the top. There. But yeah, this is good. This is a unique thing. I've never, mm-hmm. I never would have guessed that this existed. Yeah, I'm excited about. It. I would definitely come back and try different combinations. Yeah. And they were saying that they were going to maybe do something with that, like tonic flight, where mm-hmm. they have different tonics. Yeah. Which um, would be interesting, too. Yeah. 
Ubi. So I think this is a this is a place I need to come back to mm-hmm. and and try more things. Yeah, and we thank them for their quiet hospitality. We yeah, this over is here in a, this is great because all by like, ourselves. Sometimes you know when you come in to do a podcast, it can be a little loud and it's a little distracting. But this is very like. This is nice, you know. Mm-hmm. The it, now it's dark because we get four hours of sunshine in Minnesota in the winter. <laughs> is our allotted sun? Um, although it's almost solstice. But it's really this is a cool area. Yeah, it's a very cute room. I would easily host a party in here. Yeah. So takeaways from gin. I mm-hmm. think the the most important thing uh, is be ready to try different things and kind of kick out the information and all the assumptions you had about gin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to, I think coming to a place like this where they have a different variety of things to try yeah. is probably the best way to kind of just kind of explore, broaden your horizon a little bit. Right. And then, you know, if you're looking to kind of elevate your home bar, you can find a lot of these um, and they're not going to break the bank necessarily. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, just kind of I mean, like they certainly anything. could if you really want. You could well, break all of the banks with these well, yeah, gins if you, if you really to, want to. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's But but it's like you can get in fairly, mm-hmm. like, without too much damage. Right. Um, I think also gin is not risky, if mm-hmm. you think about it. Like, where, whereas I personally think agave... Any, anything in the agave category for me because I'm that that is my spirit like that is yeah. my thing. Buying something without having tasted it is risky for me. I won't generally sure. do that unless yeah. I'm willing to just blow the money on a bottle because it could be horrendous. Even if it was expensive, it could be awful. Well, but I think generally, especially now with the category being what it is, gin is less risky, and you can get a lot of information from a label. Like when they're telling you like a little bit about the botanical bill and or how it was made, macerated versus uh, column and vapor infused, I think you can get a lot of information from that to be able to walk away with something that you will enjoy yeah. for sure. Yeah, so this has been fun. I feel like if I'm comparing this to the vodka tasting, mm-hmm. while I was really scared and not not super excited about the vodka because I had so many bad vodka memories. I uh-huh. came away from that feeling like I definitely had gained an appreciation and understanding of what vodka could be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, that this experience has been that just exponentially greater. Nice. I feel like the, all of these different gins that we tried were tremendously diverse Mm -hmm. in aroma, flavor, texture, even appearance. Mm -hmm. And so I think this was like really has me excited to kind of maybe add in a few of these uh, in my home bar Uh and try to dabble with, you know, some cocktails and some different things that I haven't really been motivated to like add vodka to my home bar, but I'll be like, okay, I, I, I can have vodka now. Right. It's yeah. not going to freak me out. Mm-hmm. So I think it's also helpful to like, if you're willing to try something new in a restaurant or a bar to have the go to go to cocktail that allows you to taste what it is, not something that's overly fruity or juicy or, you know, heavily soda to cover up the flavor. But if you have like a, I want to taste this spirit as a mule because you can do a vodka mule, gin mule, right. a tequila mule, you can a whiskey mule, you can do all those different things. Or if you're going to do a gimlet or if you're going to do something, blah, 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 and soda or something like that to be able to say, okay, I will, I will walk in and try that as a baseline to know like, okay, this is a, something new for me to try. I've tried it in this scenario. 
I can walk away and want to buy that or recommend it to somebody else or just like, nope, wasn't for me and move on from it. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was really fun. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited now to to try more more gins. Yeah. This so was what was great. your favorite today? My favorite was for sure the... Um, the one from New Zealand. The black? Uh, the black gin? Yeah, the black the gin. The scapegrace. Scapegrace. Yep. Scapegrace, scape black grace, gin. That was my favorite. Really? I'm surprised. Yeah. Why? I think it was because it had the right kind of blend of different, like the right, I think it was. Before you do that. Yeah. Smell it and tell me what you get now. I still get that like orange blossom honey. Okay. Because now having smelled that, I taste, I get a fig, which plays into your fig and orange situation over there. Funny. But okay. Yeah, but this this one this one I liked because it had like I think it was like that it was like sweet, but there was a lot of other things happening in mm-hmm. in there, mm-hmm. and it just was kind of like the the one that really blew my mind. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. How about you? Love it. Uh, I'm gonna have to go. Though I loved, obviously loved the strawberry. Absolutely love it. Uh, I'm going to have to say. I'm going mon- monkey forty seven the Schwarzwald. Mm. With the 47 billion botanicals. Yeah, I still, just on the nose, it's it's just a really great profile. Yeah. Yeah. You want to smell it again? Yeah, that was definitely, um, I liked I liked. I don't want to ever the, have to list them off to anybody ever. Yeah. But I also am the type of person who generally likes like a weird complex mouth, like bill or, you know, palate. Yeah. Yeah, and it had so much going on in there. Again, the baking spices for me were were what I liked about that one. Mm -hmm. All the different things. Yeah. Well, I just I just took the spoonful of fig jam or the fig. Did you like it? Yes. Do you like figs? I love figs, and I like the little seeds because they're not like they're not the they can't get stuck in your yeah they're very crunchy and Mm -hmm. add that little texture element. But yeah, that was one good. One point stand, sponsored by Not Offensive Seeds. That's right, <laughs> folks. If you, Non-offensive If you seeds. own an unoffensive seed company, <laughs> slide into my you. DMs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the... <laughs> And if you, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll stop there before we <laughs> get, get kicked off the air. Um, but this has been really nice to be in this space yeah. and be able to do this. Um, yeah. And if somebody like swears they hate gin, Surprise roll up with one of these and see prepare what to see the look of shock and yeah. wonderment on their face. Yeah. This was great. So we are, again, I also a huge thank you to Luna and the Bear for yes. setting us up in this room. This was great. And the staff um, is great. The knowledge that they shared with us was just, you know, top notch. Mm-hmm. So I really had fun. This was another great uh, spirit-centric episode with spirit the, Sherpa. the Spirit Sherpa, L Rhodes. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. Thank you this for having me. This has been another uh, episode of A One Pint Stand. Cheers. Cheers. Well, this brings us to the close of another spirit-focused episode of A One Pint Stand. I want to thank Elle Rhodes for bringing her encyclopedic knowledge of gin to the show, chatting with her and listening to her teach me about a world of spirits that I'm still quite unfamiliar with is an absolute delight. 
She is witty, she is smart, and I am absolutely grateful that she enjoys sitting down to chat with me. To the fine folks at Luna and the Bear, thank you. Your hospitality was over the top. You provided us with an excellent space to record, and your hospitality was absolutely peerless. So go there. Try a gin and jam. Try one of the over 37 different gins that they have, and you will be in for a treat. Um, I don't think I can really articulate how pleased I was with the selections that Chris curated for us. Elle and I thoroughly enjoyed our time, and I think that comes across in the podcast. So with that, this has been another cocktail-infused episode of A One Pint Stand, a Minnesota craft beer podcast where the pants stay on, but the caps come off. Cheers. That is that of flavor. That is the taste of black. (laughs) Scapegrace black. Remarkably changes color from nature's black to red and purple. I would like to tell you right now that it's probably not the taste of black. (laughs) As a black woman, I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, boy, oh, boy. It is likely not, but... um, I am happy that they <laughs> figured this out. <laughs>